We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have won in the last minute against Nottingham Forest. 90 plus three. What a win. What a feeling. What a fucking footballer. Alexander Isak is. I'm Alex. I'm in Nottingham still, but in our office in Newcastle, we'll have Charlotte, Kyle, and Sai to talk to you about this game. What happened, why, and why it feels so, so good to win like that as Newcastle make it two in a row to put fucking loads of pressure <laughs> on all of the teams around us as we chase this top four place going into the end of the season. We're on Patreon between three and eight pounds a month. Come and celebrate with us. Come and relive it. Come and talk about it lots with us on that platform. Loads of extra podcasts between now and the international break before we welcome Manchester United in an absolutely huge game in the context of this season. Normally, I would go to one of my esteemed colleagues here to talk about the open point, but I'm going to start this one because I was in that away end last night and it was absolutely sensational. One of the great away ends, one of the great wins. Keith Downey, friend of the show, called it Newcastle's biggest win of the season. I don't know about that. I'll ask you guys in a minute, but it was certainly an absolutely massive win. It was a great night to be there. From a personal perspective, I was at Wembley. It was a bit shit. I was at Man City away. It was a bit shit. But Nottingham Forest last night, the away end was on fire. It was absolutely class. Scenes like that I have not witnessed before. Two injury time goals. Nottingham Forest crying. Unbelievable scenes. Charlotte, how was it for you? Well, I watched it on uh, on the TV. I have to I have to give a shout out to the um to the away end. It was so loud on the TV. It was bouncing. The it was really nice because you were behind the goal. There's a really nice sort of juxtaposition of the the totally still Nottingham fans and the bouncing away end. It was lush. It was really good to see. I was very jealous of everybody there. Um, how was it for me? It was kind of exhausting. Like, you just knew we deserved the win. We played very well. We should have been two up at, at half time. Um, and and we had that. Goal. We'll obviously talk about the game in detail, but I just felt, I felt really tense. I was like, and I felt like it would have been deeply, deeply unfair if we hadn't won. So you're just sort of sitting on the edge of your seat at home thinking like, fucking hell, like, I hope we win this. We really deserve it. We really need it for this top four push. And um, we did. So that was OK. But it was it was it was kind of an exhausting watch, if I'm honest. Exhausting. I'm still exhausted now. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just it was an exhausting game, which we'll get into so much going on. Yeah. So much to talk about. But Sai, 
Si and Kyle, I've got to hear from you. How are you feeling this morning, Si? Yeah, exhausted <laughs> is, is the key <laughs> word here. I think I picked Kyle up on the way to the office here and we both looked at each other and it's just like, how how knackered do you feel after watching that game? <laughs> like, we, we, don't, we don't make it easy, do we? I mean, we're obviously going to talk about the refs and why it wasn't easy in periods. But yeah, it was, it was such a, um, a draining um, experience watching Newcastle. And that's two weeks in a row where we should have been out of sight by half time, but instead we've chosen to, to 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 make the game last ninety minutes plus to to uh, to the end. So yeah, I, I am also exhausted, but as you can tell, very very jubilant this morning. Yeah, I think I, I think just to just to look at, look at it, it's like it's a it. I, I do agree with what Gillespie says in that it is the most important win of the season because of the, in the which way we got it, but it's definitely the most satisfying as well. Like you have. Yeah, like everything that went against where we hit the bar twice in ridiculous circumstances, mm. the worst, one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in VAR, um, for it to just get over the line and get that win, it just so satisfying and like the magician, Alexander Isak, like, oh my God, like I, I'm part Swedish now. Like it's just <laughs> like, I, I absolutely love him. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've, I've learned a little bit of Swedish, Comigen, which has come on in, 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 in Swedish, but Slow, slow baby steps, but uh, yeah, like he's just a wizard. Like he's just unbelievable. Like I can't, I can't sum him up anymore. He's unbelievable. Like just men- mental performance. Well, Kyle, we're going to ask you to sum up more later in the show <laughs> as we talk about the main man even more. Uh, however, I just want to give um, a couple of like insights to last night for, from my perspective. Number one, um, post game, I had to obviously I waited for the players to come across and, and then I had to leave because I had a taxi to get back to where I'm staying outside of Nottingham and I couldn't miss it. But um, it meant that I uh, was pretty much walking out among solely Nottingham Forest fans <laughs> and it was an absolute delight to listen to their grievances. Absolutely brilliant. Newcastle were brilliant. They were miles ahead of us. We didn't lay a glove on them. We didn't have a shot. Uh, we let them back into the gate. Like It was just brilliant to hear. That's my one of my favourite things is kind of being <laughs> undercover. Because there's no- <laughs> <laughs> a mole. They wouldn't have... <laughs> They wouldn't have those conversations. Uh, instead, what you get is um, you get kind of you know a, a level of insight you wouldn't otherwise get. So, so I really enjoyed that. And also, it was really, really important to win that game last night for many reasons, um, but also uh, a very specific thing to me and anyone else that was there in 2016. When that goal was disallowed, I was just like, "What is life?" Like how how are we how are we here in this ground once again being completely shit on by the officials to officials to such an extent that the the result of the game is going to be unrecognisable. Um, it was just mental. Matt Ritchie was there. That was a head fuck. Was like, is 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 this? Am I in twenty sixteen? Has it been a dream? Who are these other lads on the pitch? And to win that game in the last minute was um. With so- somewhat closure, obviously we're going to relive it all on this podcast imminently, but um, but just an absolutely brilliant night. And it's just, I'm going to keep saying it, and it's not just about the Ashley years, it's not just about Bruce and all that shite. We deserved that last night. All of the shit that we've been through this season as well with referees, with bad luck, with injuries, we deserved that as a support, as an awareness, as a team. And um, yeah, just so, so so proud of the lads. And we talked about this game in the, in the run-up and we did a preview on Patreon. Like top four teams go away to sides like that and put them to the sword, and we did it. And I don't think a top four team will will have played better this season there than we did. Uh, obviously, Spurs won there, 
Um, and you know, Man City failed to win there. Liverpool got beat there. Chelsea lost there. But um, what a performance and um, and what a night! And just just so proud of the lads, every single one of them, apart from Sven Botman, maybe. But he's he's been mm. class the rest of the season. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, back to you guys though, because I've been doing a lot of talking. Um, Charlotte, how did you feel? I think you referenced there, or one of you referenced there, about the idea that we weren't going to win that game was a real possibility. So how how did you feel going in? into injury time what was the mood in your household um into injury time six minutes I was like right six minutes is fine we are dominating we're still pressing um I said to my dad I was watching my dad and I said to him early on I think when I think when it was 1-1 I said Nottingham Forest aren't going to be able to keep up with us athletically we're we're, we're a much fitter team than them wait until we get to about 60 minutes 70 minutes and they're just going to be out of steam and you could start seeing that. So from that sort of 80 minute mark, it you know, after, it was after it was after Anderson's disallowed goal. And that sort of was very frustrating, obviously, but you could just see us pressing and pressing and pressing. I was like, right, six minutes is fine. We, we can get something in six minutes. Um, but you sort of also think like it would be the ref's decisions, the officials' decisions, this whole game of being shite, like it's all gone against us maybe maybe we won't and that seemed very real and that seemed very unfair yesterday watching it if that had been the case I would have felt extremely aggrieved because we were the better team on the pitch we had these amazing chances we had a goal ruinously disallowed um but yes I felt tense I think to answer your question I felt very tense but I did feel that we could nick something so are you um, at this at the start of the game, you know, bad Wi-Fi signal in the ground or whatever, message pops up on my phone saying, uh, I thought missed chances were a thing in the past. How were you feeling <laughs> about that, Si? Yeah, uh, certainly first half. We're hitting the bar twice, didn't we? I think Isaac hits one onto a player one at the bar. Uh, Willick, Willick early on uh, slices on just wide. Longstaff hits it off a defender onto the bar. Like... You just think, here we go again. We're going to miss all these chances, and are we going to live to regret it? And and it played out pretty much exactly the same as the Wolves game in that respect. It's like, yeah, we should be should be out of sight, and instead we've uh, somehow made a game of this. So yeah, um, I wasn't as it it wasn't like we're, we're making a hash of chances. We we're getting very very unlucky. You know, Willicks was just wide that we hit the bar twice, and we were really really piling on the pressure. It wasn't like uh, the Man City game where they were kind of. Missed opportunities, but we didn't make anything of them. You know, missing the ball, not even hitting it, not even connecting, Wilson slicing it. Um, so it was kind of like, the goals are coming here. The goals are coming here. We've just got to be patient. So it was a different um, feeling in that respect. But my God, one day we need to just put one of these games to bed. We should have been 3 4 nil up at half time, two weeks in a row now. And it's just like, when's it going to happen? It, hopefully against Man U, but yeah. <laughs> be great. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely class to, to, to be able to watch us miss these chances, but know that more will come in. Kyle, we'll finish part one with you. Uh, how were you feeling heading to injury time? Frustrated, obviously frustrated at the referee, but more on that to come. You know, like sum up the mood for you about that winning goal and what it meant. I, I think Charlotte just summed it up perfectly. Really, being tense, like it was just a roller coaster of a game. Everything happened. Like we hit the bar, as I say, twice in like ridiculous circumstances where it was like. It, I just, like honestly with it being St. Patrick's Day yesterday I honestly thought the whole Nottingham Forest team was Irish like it was just <laughs> like it was just levels of like luck beyond like if they had got away got away with a point the like the fan reactions that you heard from the Forest fans would have been like 
that of amazement, like they've won the lottery, how how we picked up a point. Like it was just utter domination and like <laughs> in the end it was justice because we got a penalty and we got a goal, but like <sighs> it just it, it had it had everything that game and I think I think if anything that's why we'll <laughs> love that love and hate this team because it, we should have been three or four <laughs> at half time but they make you wait and that's it's the most newcastle thing really where they make they, they want to give you several heart attacks several anxiety <laughs> attacks and everything in between before they give you the the massive relief at the end so yeah i'm i'm buzzing with the win but going into that last thing i felt like i felt robbed i felt tense i felt awful i'm like Forest away again in the league, <laughs> like a couple of years ago when we got robbed off. Um, what was it? Um, Dean Martin or something? Uh, the referee. I, can't, mm. I don't think that's his name, but like, <laughs> just just like, I if you like, you say as Alex, I think it is closure for that one as well because like a lot of people still talk about that the robbery in the championship. So mm. and they tried it again, but this time they failed because of the mentality of this team. Brilliant. Okay, that does us for part one. Uh, we're going to have a brief advertisement break before moving on to the rest of the show. You get this show without adverts uh, or any adverts about adverts for Patreon uh, for £3 a month. Uh, please come and join us on Patreon back after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's do part two of the show. There's only one place to start, and it is the striker from Sweden, Alexander Isak. Charlotte, how does he make you feel? <laughs> I don't think I can say. On the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, he's good, isn't he? He's so good. He's just, I mean, I think Craig Hope tweeted after like wait until he's fully fit are we are we still not seeing the fully fit alexander isak like are we still playing that game of oh i don't know if you can do 90 minutes lads yeah Surely, then, like the, the cat's out the bag with that one now yes he did he did 90 plus six and they were all class um i i don't know how to properly when he's on the pitch you just 
I, I say I felt tense. I did. I feel when we get a penalty, I feel tense. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about the penalty because there's so much, there's a lot of funny stuff around that as well. But I, they just make me feel tense. It's not about him, but he is just, he oozes class. He is, Adam said on our instant reaction on Patreon several times, or maybe Pete did. He's made of ice. He's ice cold. <laughs> he is cool. And he just, nothing seems to phase him. There was a moment um, before the Anderson disallowed goal where he's on the floor and then he just sees the ball. And it just, it's almost as if, if, as if he's got this sort of force field around him where everybody else is slow and he just gets up and mm. takes the ball. It's just nuts. I've, I haven't seen a player like that in a really long time in a black and white shirt. And, and then he chips it over beautifully for Anderson. And obviously it's the, it's the long stuff offside, which is just fucking abominable, but um, not long stuff, the choice. Mm. Um, it's just amazing. The coolest penalty I've seen in ages, the, um, the, a, a goal off his shin, which is a lovely cross from Willick, but like, and a nice partnership there. Um, but yeah, off, off the side of his boot or his shin, just amazing. It was a, it was a skillful shin. Yeah, like it wasn't like a, oh, it's bouncing off his shin. It was like he got his shin on that <laughs> on that cross like deliberately. It was an intentional shin into the corner. Like I've never seen it before. It's just um, I'm so happy that we've got a player like that at Newcastle United at his age. There's still so much to come from him as well. Um, with the training staff like Eddie Howe and Mad Dog, I just think oh, there's loads to come, and he's he's just utter class, isn't he? He's filth, like, <laughs> honestly, like... Going in performance. a different direction here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that performance last night, though, like, come on. Like, even the, the wrongfully disallowed goal, what a cross. Like, he, he, even his general play, like, coming deep for the ball, linking up play, like, he's he's just a joy to watch. And, like, Newcastle spending £60 million on anyone is, like, it's alien to us as fans, but, like, what a player, man. Like... <laughs> it's it's it, 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 it just incredible performance like 90 odd minutes that he steps up for that penalty and it's like you'd think he was walking the dog like <laughs> it, like it, it was just it was just nothing to him and then he shushes the, the the home end which is which is great but yeah like he's what a player like we've got on my hands and like <laughs> for a podcast there's a lot of just a lot of sighing in this one <laughs> like I, I don't know I'm, I'm trying to sum him up and it, it, that was it the just, noise of being content Kyle he's like oh, he's just, yeah. wow. just, oh just he's just yeah he's just he's just unbelievable like yeah. I'm changing my nationality just for him like, he's unbelievable. that's how it works yeah, yeah he's just he's just yeah he's just unbelievable like the, his performance last night best striker performance I've seen in a while for Newcastle yeah for sure. Yeah, that that's fair. I think um, it's it's he's two different kinds of quick. Obviously, he's very quick. He can run very fast, but his reactions and Charlie, this especially that moment when he comes off the floor, he does that kind of sort of. He doesn't use his arms. He just he yeah. just appears standing again like, <laughs> so fast. But just generally his reactions. He's so quick to react to situations. He's quick to chase down the ball. He's quick to then turn. His feet are impossible. Like, players can't tackle him because he's so quick and so explosive. They end up having to bundle like four or five defenders on him, and even then he still sometimes comes out with the ball. Like he's he's just. He's a breath of fresh air because we were getting stale. And it's like, where has he been for the last three, four weeks? Because, my God, we've needed this. And he, he's, he's like better than anyone expected. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. I, I'm going to get somewhat hyperbolic. <laughs> <but I'm loud. laughs> One. We haven't been hyperbolic in a while. 
on here. Yeah. So, um, is he is he one of the best footballers I've ever seen? Um, <laughs> wow, you know what? I'm, yes, I'm he is. Oh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Your incredulity there. I'm going to knock it back. Um, <laughs> is he the best? Is he the best striker to play for Newcastle? No. Is he the best goal scorer to play for Newcastle? No. Not yet. Anyway, in terms of pure footballing ability, in terms of uh, the ability all round game, pace, uh, aerial ability, finishing, link up play, beating a man. I don't know if I've seen a player at Newcastle before. I'm not saying they haven't existed before my time who can do all of those things at this level as well as he can so early into his Newcastle career. Um, the fact that he now, what is it, six, five or six, six goals in, in seven starts, the injury problems, the fact that he had one of the informed strikers in the country for a little bit uh, in front of him in his position, what 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 a start he's made. He's so good. Charlotte, you are you're absolutely correct to 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 raise the um the ability on the ball for that cross for the Anderson non goal. Wow. Just just what like the, the defenders the the defenders are still looking for that ball now. They're still staring <laughs> the ball. I can't find it. Alexander Rizak has moved the ball from side to side so quickly that he's almost kind of he's he's it's, it's like a boxer. He's he's knocking them off guard and then he's like, right, here we are, we're all standing still. I'm going to cross the ball. I'm not going to have to shift the ball. I'm just going to cross the ball. The ball is still, I'm going to cross it. It's going to be in the net three seconds later. Mm-hmm. Ability that I have not seen in a long, long time from Newcastle United player, Newcastle United striker. There have, Like I said, there have been better goal scorers. There have been better all-round pure strikers. You could argue we've got a lot more to come from Alexander Rysak, like you said. Um, it, it's an exciting time. Uh, because, because I'm a football fan, because it's me, uh, I'm absolutely delighted. Also, a little bit annoyed. Why isn't he playing more, Eddie? Maybe it's been a build up at this point. Why didn't he play in the cup final? But never mind that. Um, it is. It is like is what he did with Bruno, though, isn't it? Because Bruno's meant and it's it just little drip feeds, and you were sort of like, oh, he's, Bruno's a bit more of a character, so we were we were after him a bit sooner. But my God, it's been worth the wait. Well, well as well, six points. The man has given us himself six points. Yes. Last minute winner against Fulham. Last minute winner there. Amanda Staveley said in an interview recently that um, Newcastle's um, commitment to financial fair play was such that they could not afford at this stage in their cycle process journey, whatever ridiculous word people use for <laughs> these things, um, they could not afford to have an expensive failure. They couldn't buy a player like Alexander Isak and him not be absolutely fucking class. Well, good news, Amanda. Um, he's class. <laughs> he hasn't failed. He's mint. Um he, I wish, I wish Sweden, I wish Sweden didn't play football. Um, <laughs> stay, stay home, walk his dog around wherever he's got pictured walking his dog around, and just look like, like Jasmine Bale to me. Yeah, just train with the lads. Uh, but he's off. He's going to play football for another team. That's all right. I hope he does well. Come back, smash Man United. All will be well in the world. But what a performance! And just by the way, um, yeah, this ninety minutes things, uh, you know, quite funny. What, what I want to say about him, it's not just the fact that he absolutely dominated that game for 90 minutes, or 90 plus 6, and what, 90 plus 3 in the first half, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, 45 plus 3 in the first half. He does about six post-match interviews. He's not out of breath. Mm-hmm. He's not knackered. He, yeah. look, he looks like he's just about to start a day at work. What a fresh young man he has appeared. <laughs> Glenn texted me. Glenn, who does who does our graphics and things like that, he texted me after and he was like, how does he, they're interviewing Isak and he's not even sweaty. Like, he's just played 100 <laughs> minutes of football. How? How is he so cool? 
<laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's it. It's um, what what a night, Alexander's night, and um, just so happy. The what is it? Twelve games left this season. Um, if he stays fit for all of them, um, I'll see you next year at the Bernabeu. <laughs> we get because he's going to fire us the Champions League. Let's take it another direction, though. Let's go negative. I don't <laughs> know who wants to start. Someone shout out and start. I'll the start. referee. Oh, the VAR. Kyle's ready. Go on, Kyle. Go on, Kyle. It it's the it's one of the worst like refereeing decisions I've ever seen. It's probably the worst refereeing performance I've seen, ironically, since Nottingham Forest away in the championship. Like <laughs> it I, I can't wrap my head around it. Like he was having a poor game in any way, was Tierney. Um with stupid fouls and, and stuff like that and and they, the reluctance to give Yates a yellow card after the amount of fouls that he gave in the first half. But this decision, like <laughs> Like I say, this game had everything. Like I'm so buzzing about Isak and everything, but this referee, like, absolutely hopeless. Um, I, I, I don't get it. Like, how can VAR, like, having technology of seeing the game back and logically, like, the rules of the, like, the rules of football, it, like, if it touches two Nottingham Forest players, like, how, how, how can the previous play count as offside if it's touched two Forest players? If it touched one, then you have an argument, but two, no. Like it's just basic football like stuff that every fan knows and apparently every referee knows, but clearly not. Like they should know. It's just it. It's ridiculous. Like they've ruined Anderson's like big moment, and it's like I, I can't. Like it's just ridiculous. I think as well. It's that was the culmination of several terrible decisions all through mm. the game. There should have been. Um, many more yellows, possibly even a red for Forest players um, throughout. I mean, the first half, there were some shocking decisions going against us. I just, I, I, I was sitting there watching it thinking like, no, this isn't going to happen. No, I can't believe this is happening. Like, again for us. I, uh, And then when that happened, when he was called over to the monitor for like an Sorry, I'm liking again a lot today. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For a an offside decision, which should be straightforward. I know sometimes when it's the line and it's like, is the shoulder over the line? But it's is the ball has the ball hit Forest players? Is long is it still in play from the initial play? I mean, it's just fucking nonsense to me. Mm. And it took away a really amazing moment for Elliot Anderson, a really good goal for Elliot Anderson. As we've said, a great cross from Isak. That's what we expect. He's absolutely mint. But a really good goal and a really great moment in front of the away, right in front of the away fans for him. And um, the, it, it's, it's just a fucking nonsense decision. Yeah, it is the, the worst, worst use of VAR to chalk off a goal yeah. ever, ever. And it's happened to us. It would happen to us, wouldn't it? But like, I looking if you desperately, desperately like looking through every rule book to find a reason to make that goal offside. Like it just didn't make any sense. It doesn't None at all. Um, I, I don't even know how that goes to VAR. Like, I, I, yeah, I, it just, it just, well, it kills all logic. For like, I don't know. Like, Alex, have you got some intel? You. Well, I have a theory, and um, <laughs> this could be complete bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a brain cells yeah. from the referee, Alex? <laughs> Well, basically, it was so I was right that the away end of Charlotte says uh, was right, basically where that goal was scored, and uh, Elliot score, Elliot Anderson scores, and I just mental note to you guys that we must talk about him, but we'll move on yes. to now. Um, 
he he scores unbelievable celebrations, unbelievable scenes, all of that. 2-1, we're going to win by six because these are shite, wear class. It's sorted, we're done, the game's over. Nottingham Forest player, who Elliot Anderson, I keep wanting to call him by his first name, I don't know why that is, but no mind. Elliot? Um, yeah, um, he, uh, I don't know the man, never met him. Uh, <laughs> the, the Forest defender who Anderson beats in the air pretends to be injured. About three Forest players go over to remonstrate with the referee that it's a foul on the player. Mm. The player is fine. It's not a foul. He's not hurt. It's all pretend. But what it does do is creates a massive delay um, before it's even announced that there is a VAR check. There are several minutes pass from the ball hitting the back of the net to it being announced as a VAR check. And I was watching the referee closely because I'm thinking, that's not a foul. How like How is the guy even injured? Like, um, it's not a foul. I think possibly that that massive delay by the Forest players, which is clearly a tactic, if you concede a goal like that, to take as much time as you possibly can, let the VAR find a reason to disallow the goal. And that's one of my big problems with VAR. It's not clear and obvious. It's not looking for injustices. It's looking for reasons to stop goals being scored. And I don't know, there could be complete bollocks, but I just feel like the referee was not in contact with his VAR I don't know how long it was, but it seemed to me for between two and three minutes after the goal was scored, when it came up on the big screen in the ground, they were checking for offside. The first thing you thought was, how could it take so long mm. to, to find an offside? If it's offside, surely that when the goal goes in, the VAR is already looking for offside. We knew Anderson wasn't offside. Isaac wasn't offside who played the ball in. And I just feel like the, 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 they've gone through and looked for a reason to disallow the goal. Uh, could be bollocks. They might have disallowed it anyway. But Forrest's kind of play acting there has has elongated the process. If it's a normal goal, it doesn't take that long to to, to identify if there's an offside. You then had another minute while the VAR looked at it. Then you had the referee go across. It just seemed like an age, and it's complete bullshit. If it takes you that long to disallow a goal for offside, you've got something wrong. Obviously, there are the technical points, uh, which was explained on Sky last night that. Um, if a player's offside, then the um, so yeah, if he's ahead of the, the last defender and the defender um, clears the ball, it doesn't count as a new phase of play. Sorry, blocks the ball. It wasn't a block, it was a clearance. The player kicked the football with his foot. That is how football works. It's mm. complete bollocks the, the... to suggest he was offside there. And one of the one of the big one of the big, big things that I hate about VAR and people's reaction to it is it's not the technology, it's the people. Well, the fucking linesman got it right. <laughs> well, the, the referee against Crystal Palace at home, they got those decisions right. Yeah. That football worked, the world worked, everything was fine. <laughs> it's not just because we scored the goals. And then you've got some dickhead in the studio looking for... If, you're, if, your, job, if your job is to look for reasons to disallow goals, if that's what you get paid for, have a look at this goal and if there's a reason we can disallow it, you will find reasons to disallow the goal because it's your job. If there's anything there you can find to disallow the goal, you will do it. Once the referee, as has been said many times before, not just in this podcast, but I'm sure uh, between you guys listening, when you talk to people about it, once the referee sent to the monitor, it's almost like, why even bother? Yeah, it's 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 a show. It's a facade. It's a kind of it's a kind of look, guys. Uh, we're, we're giving it every <laughs> chance. We're going to give him a second look. Like pantomime. It was a goal. Yeah, it was a goal. 
I hate VAR. There are positive aspects to it. I think Alan Shearer kind of summed it up in a tweet he put out last night, and I'm uh, paraphrasing here, but essentially was saying, this is not what we were sold. Yeah. Were sold. If they told told the football world back in 2019, whenever they brought it in, by the way, this is VAR, this is what it's going to be, everyone would say no. Everyone would have said, this is bullshit, this is anti-football, don't do this. Uh, Elliot Anderson um, has had uh, one of the moments of his life incorrectly taken away from him last night and Newcastle got the points which is the most important thing in the context of the fixture but it's just wrong on every single level we're all sick of it the need to fix this because it's not sustainable moving forward Newcastle were robbed the referee like you say Charlotte was a regard away from this was a pathetic Forrest kicked our lads all night tackles from behind pulls back Forrest Forrest shouldn't have been able to do that in the second half. Forrest's game plan in the second half was aided by the referee because six of their players should have been on Bukens already Mm -hmm. so they can do the same shit again. Um, He's a a bad ref, Tierney, um, and it's it's just bullshit. I don't know. I'm still angry about it. I feel robbed. I feel, you know, I'd already tweeted in the ground against the referee before the fucking goal. Like, all of that, the ref was so bad. Newcastle were robbed and Eddie Howe, very, very diplomatic post-game saying, I don't really, you know, he's, he was very uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek. Oh, I, I don't quite understand the rules of this game. I've played all my life and worked in for 30 years. The rules to me, what are they? I clearly don't know. I'll have to check on them because it's absolute bullshit. Sorry. Wow. That was, that was, <laughs> that was quite the rant. I don't Sit know if down, there's m- much more to say. I mean, I'll ask Paul Tierney uh, next Sunday when he's reffing my Sunday league game because <laughs> he, he shouldn't get another Premier League game after that. Um because you're right, well, I'm still not convinced that they, they even know what the rules are because you're right, it, it wasn't just one Nottingham Forest player clears it. One Nottingham Forest defender plays yeah. it to the other Nottingham Forest defender who then clears it off long staff. So it's like they've had two opportunities to control and get rid of the ball. So as far as I'm concerned, they've got the laws of the game wrong and that's that's the sort of thing where a Premier League referee gets taken off the following week, like honestly. Yeah. But this is on top of all the stuff you've already said. You know, there was there was we, we had a perfectly good corner chalked off for a free kick that nobody can explain. And then a few minutes later, after um, John Joe Shelby and Yates have been going through Bruno just for fun, and then Dan Byrne um, questions a corner and then says, well, what the fuck's going on here, ref? And he books him, and it's <laughs> like, are you joking? <laughs> just oh, absolute ludicrous um, refereeing display throughout the entire game, like you say, Dodds. It wasn't just the VAR, which is the, the worst I've ever seen. It was the entire game. It just felt like he just wasn't on top of it. Everything, everything he did was just the wrong decision. It, it felt one-sided albeit there might be some Forest instance that he got wrong as well, but he just didn't have a hold of that game at all and, and nearly, nearly spoiled it. But as you say, we got the point, so maybe we should move on from the rest. He did spoil it because we've just had a five-minute Alex <laughs> run <laughs> about how the game's, bo- like how the game's dead. But like, no, it's, it, it is. It's just logically, it's just like, how can two phases of play be played and then you pull it back for two phases ago like pull that offside on that logic where do you draw the line is there someone offside 10 minutes ago like like where do you draw the line like yeah. it's it, 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 it is it's fucking ridiculous like you kind of you kind of play football like that and like there is someone in a studio looking for reasons for to disallow a goal but I, I, logically i don't even know how you can disallow that like it's just like basic basic football stuff and it's like how do these referees say it? I'm sure that I'm sure they love another sport and they just say, "Oh, we'll put you on this week." Like they've been probably covering the Six Nations or something, and then they've just been right. You can you can do a Premier League match. It's basically the same thing. The the ball's different and there's different amount of players and stuff, but you can do it. Like that's what it feels like. It just feels rushed and the the, the, the it's yeah. The referees are absolutely atrocious and 
VAR was brought in to help the referees, but with these idiots being referees, they make it worse. And it's just like that. That's like, like at the top of the point, VAR wasn't brought in for that. It was brought in to change big decisions, and it's just it's just a farce, absolute farce. Two things from that, Kyle. Number one, you're absolutely spot on. Um, VAR was was brought in to um, reverse serious errors and therefore create less controversy around the refereeing of the game, but it's creating its own new controversies that didn't exist before. So it's 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 self-defeating in that aspect. Number two, Kyle, I've heard a lot of grievances against referees. Uh, them being rugby referees uh, is not one of them. So you, it's a first. Well done. Um, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's move on though because time is taken um, Elliot Anderson changed the game I said he had a moment taken away from also Eddie Howe making that sub was it was just like I think you know I said match day podcast which isn't out yet but I'll get out at some point for patrons um, you know I was just like what a fucking sub what a sub from Eddie Howe it's, it's the sub no one thought was coming mm. he brings on Anderson it's a bit like Anderson in the Premier League hasn't really done it for Newcastle hasn't had a lot of opportunities he was brilliant he was I wouldn't say, I don't know if he changed the game because Newcastle won top first half, but you listen to Isaac post-match and he, and he says the, the team, although they'd created a lot of chances first half, felt they'd underperformed somewhat. Anderson comes on and just causes chaos. Causes chaos that, that he should have had a penalty, in my opinion. Um, he, he held the ball up great. He found players. He, he ran at players. Uh, he just looked like a Premier League player, possibly for the first time. And then, um, what a player, what a sub. I, I'm just, I'm you know... I don't know ASM. I don't want to go too hard on him uh, because I was kind of furious with his first half performance. <laughs> then you hear that he was carrying an injury and, and was it down to that? I don't know if that's just protecting the lad. I, I have no idea. I'm a big ASM fan. He was really bad um, first half yesterday. He just couldn't get in the game. He, d- he did put the ball through for Willick for the first goal, though, despite being clearly mm. injured at that point. It's a, it's a hell of a ball no, through for did. Willick. It, it's it's a it's a lovely ball. He has that quality. It's one pass in forty five minutes, a crucial <laughs> pass. But the the, the conver- there are conversations about this player in this team, aren't there? Um, yeah. Th- there seem to be some suggestion as well that they weren't happy with him. The touchline for lack of pressing. If it's down to an injury, and if he's played injured because Aaron Ron and Gordon are both injured, you don't want to go too hard on the lad. So I kind of reserve judgment. Charlotte, we don't have loads of time, but we want to talk about other players last night. Um, I, do, I don't know if any of you want to bring in any other players, but Charlotte, you were delighted with Kieran Trippier, were you not? I'm just regularly delighted with Kieran Trippier, but yes, in particular, I can't get enough of the behaviour around the penalty. I think, um, and Chris Woff's done a piece for The Athletic, and he sort of he sort of mentions this, um, Howe said in the post-match comments that um, we did get a little bit emotional, we did get a little bit... Um, the, the occasion kind of overtook a little bit with some of our players and the leaders are what really brought everybody back um, down to earth. And Kieran Trippier is that leader. He typifies that. And no better moment than injury time penalty that would decide the game, taking the ball, staring down Forest Keeper and... Um, with this shit-eating grin on his face, that just like little smoke turning into like it's almost like a like a Simpsons cartoon, just it turning into a bigger grin on his face, like eyes half closed, just watching him, watching him get booked. Finally, the referee doing something with his with his um, cards later on in the game, watching him get booked, um, 
you know, taking all of the the uh, whatever game mind games that that, that Forrest are trying to play, and then just handing the ball to Alexander Isak, who hasn't been at all impacted by any of this nonsense and letting Isak take the, uh, the the clarity of thought in that moment to just step forward and be able to do that is is so impressive to me in in that moment in the extra time for this deciding moment I I just I fucking love him I think he's amazing and you know again in in the in the athletic piece then even Sky Sports were fooled. They started, you know, from me watching on the telly, they started assessing what Kieran Trippier's penalty taking history is like. So it's like everybody, and I was sitting there thinking, is 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 he going to take this? Is he going to take this when Isak's on the pitch? And then you realise as he just passes the ball over really calmly, I was like, what a guy. What a guy. Sorry. I loved Eddie Howe saying, oh yeah, that was nothing to do with me as yeah. well. He's like, I could have taken credit <laughs> for that brilliant mastermind, but he's like, no, no, they just they just did it really clever. Um, yeah, Trippier was Trippier is incredible. Uh, he's really back to his best last few games. He's really, really apart from slipping over against Wolves, no. he's been pretty much immaculate. Um, every his, his crossings got better. His, his uh, set pieces have got better. I mean, there's that beautiful little. Um, I think it was first half quick free kick to Isaac again. We're going to talk about Isaac again because he can't stop talking about him. Quick free kick, Isaac on the turn, great chance again. Like it's just it's so clever. We're, we're finding new ways to create chances because we, we were we were struggling with that, and it's it's down to the Trippier and his, his ingenuity, but. Um, I just want to talk about the the wider team a bit, just generally again, because we've we've kind of got our groove back in terms of um, I've just clicked. We've got our groove back um, <laughs> in terms of uh, the press is back, the uh, the the intensity is back. Um, I thought that was the case against Wolves, but more so uh, last night. I thought we were playing the game at a much higher pace than we have been for for many weeks, and you can put that down to Isaac being in the team a bit. You've got to give Murphy a bit of credit there. Um, Willick being back in the team has been incredible. Two two excellent excellent performances from him and. It just means that we're playing the game much quicker and teams cannot handle us. That's why we're getting so much joy in front of goal again. That's why we're peppering teams. But then that press is working. Murphy does a lot for that. Isaac maybe, uh, sorry, uh, Maximan was struggling clearly, but Anderson did his job with that. But also, as you say, Dodds, um, just really, really difficult to play against, really, really quick with his feet. Um, uh, Isaac, Anderson, Willick, Bruno, all so quick with their feet now that that it just means that we're doing everything much quicker than, than perhaps we were with, with some of the other players in the team. So it's it's really, really encouraging. And that press as well, even if they do clear that first line and get it to like the edge of the the, the center circle, then Bruno straight up their ass, Longstaff <laughs> straight up their ass, like they just they just cannot get couldn't get any joy. Very occasionally they, they slip through and, and Botman had one one stinking moment, which we'll probably not dwell on because he just he just plays a blind pass stupidly across goal. But um yeah, um I, I'm just I'm really, really excited for that we're back to where we were before the World Cup, in my opinion, in terms of that intensity, the the the, the momentum we've got in our, in our favour again. And the mood, isn't it? Definitely. And just want to shout out Fabian Shaw. Uh, when Botman does what Botman did for that uh, Forest goal, um, Fabian kind of ran over to him, had a, a long old little chat <laughs> while Botman was basically like <laughs> bent over, unable unable to stand up straight. Such was his humiliation. <laughs> and, um, Shaw, Shaw, Shaw was basically, I imagine he was saying, uh, Sven, uh, you are handsome and tall. <laughs> <laughs> really good at football. And I really like you, mate. And could you come around my house tomorrow night? <laughs> the night time. Um, Meanwhile, Trippier's like, how oh, we've got to kick off. <laughs> Bob, Bob did probably have his worst game for Newcastle. We still won, so that's all yeah. that shit happens. 
Uh, we're going to finish the show. We have so much more to talk about this game. Uh, so we do a show called The Review on Patreon, uh, where we basically do a second one of these podcasts looking at games. So uh, if you want to hear more and you're not already with us, come and join us on that one. Newcastle are in um, a great position, top four-wise. We have got, um, you know, we have got games in hand. It is in quite literally our hands. Spurs can't say that. Liverpool, they can't say that. If Newcastle keep winning, they will finish in the Champions League. I am strongly of the belief that Newcastle are one of the four best teams in this division. Spurs, their manager's talking about leaving before the end of the season. Liverpool are five points behind us. It is in our hands. That's how big last night was. Top four would be amazing this season. But I think, you know, my expectations have changed as the season gone on because I think Newcastle genuinely are one of the four best teams in this division. Last night was a huge step towards it. We have to keep doing things right. We have now Miguel Almiron out for six weeks. That's a huge blow. He's our top scorer. Uh, Anthony Gordon's injured. So there's a few things there. Callum Wilson couldn't come on last night. There are a few things that get right moving forward. But what a win. What a position that puts us in. I absolutely fucking love that on 90 plus two last night, Liverpool fans, Spurs fans, maybe even Man United fans, where there's now three points behind them and we'll play them next. And if we beat them, we'll go above them. They're watching that game thinking, get in. We've got away with this. This lot have battered Forest, and they're only going to get a point. And they're all absolutely gutted when Alexander Rizak does what he does in 90 plus three or whenever it was. Psychological warfare. You mentioned it, Charlotte, about Kieran Trippier. We're good at it. We're going we're gonna to hunt these guys down. Um, Spurs have got Southampton away later today. Then they've got Everton away after the international break. Not easy away games. We found that out last night playing teams at the bottom of the division. Uh, I'm just really, really enthusiastic about Newcastle's top four prospects after that win. Okay, we're going to leave this podcast there. Thanks to you three for joining me this morning. Thanks to everyone who listens. We really, really appreciate it. Loads more coming up on Patreon. Come and join us. Get involved with us for this ride as we hurtle towards the Champions League. (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening. See you all very soon. Bye-bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.